Jim Castleman is a badass motherfucker. No, seriously. He is the baddest of the bad, the meanest of the mean, and he puts the mother in the motherfucker. If you've come here looking to have your hand held, your ego stroked, and your balls played with, you've come to the wrong place. So grab your ankles and hold on for dear life. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Castleman. What up, family? It's your boy, Tim Castleman, back with another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. So before I get into what I want to talk about today, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is, where the fuck you been, Tim? What's been going on? Every day I've been checking out iTunes. I ain't seen no Two Drink Tim Castleman in a couple minutes. What happened? You go to rehab? You quit, you pussy? What happened to you? Well, let's talk about that first, shall we? All right, so here's the deal. When I started the Two Drink Tim podcast, I started it, strangely enough, on a whim, right? I had a couple of drinks in me. I thought, oh, this is cool. This is something that will be fun. I'll do it. See what the response of. The response was fun. Then I started putting out more fun episodes and kind of, you know, kind of teaching IM stuff, teaching life stuff, talking about everything going on with me. And then it started getting personal. Right, and then I started sharing with you guys my struggle uh, with you guys my struggle uh, with uh, some mental health stuff, you know, some depression, a failed business partnership, the impact that it's had on me, and just the change and evolution of as a human being uh, that I've kind of gone through over the last probably 24, maybe now 36 months. And that was all well and good, except, okay, that there's two ways you can get Tim Castleman, right? You can get Tim Castleman real raw, relevant, right? No filter, say whatever he wants. And then you can get Tim Castleman who pulls his punches, who watches what he says, who who sees who's in the audience before he speaks his mind. Now, both of them are powerful and effective, but I have a hard time doing number two, right? I just do, and I don't like it. I don't like having to pull my punches, and, you, and you're listening to this going... Well, then fuck it, Tim. Don't pull your punches. Be your man. Well, here's the thing, right? When you don't pull your punches and you talk about truth and relevancy, right, what happens is sometimes you forget the people that are in your audience. Well, what do you mean, Tim? I don't understand. Well, I mean like an assistant that you had at one time, and then you do a podcast about how terrible assistants are, and then that person contacts you and goes, hey, listen, I'm pretty sure you just fired me on the podcast. No hard feelings. I'm out. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I I guess I kind of did. Maybe I should have talked to you before that, right? Or you go and you talk about your biological dad and you talk about the struggle, right? And the fact that he hasn't been in your life the majority uh, of your adulthood, right? And the fact that you guys had like a a 10-year gap in contact and now it's coming back. And then one day you find out, hey, my dad's on the Internet. He knows how to operate this thing uh, called iTunes and he can listen to a podcast, right? So then it almost got too personal. And I don't want to say like too personal. It just, it got weird for me, okay? I mean, that's just the bottom line, folks. It got weird for me because I was worried about what I was going to say. I was more worried about the reactions of other people, how that was going to happen. And I was worried about the fallout and doing real and irreparable damage to my business, to my relationship, to my well-being through the podcast. I was really, and, and the biggest issue of all, on top of all that was, I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing. Okay, I still record this podcast on Camtasia, right? I still record it with a headset mic. 
don't I don't have a fancy intro except for that intro that hopefully I remember to put on the front of this. If not, it'll be there. It's obscene, I know, but I had it made several years ago, and I figured, what the fuck? It's been five years. Let's throw that thing on there, right? Along with a little music clip there at the beginning. Bonus points if you can tell me who the artist was from that small track, right? Um, so... I didn't really have a direction. I didn't know what I want to do. Do I want to be like other internet marketers and be up here and be like, let's talk about the squeeze page today. The squeeze page, right? I don't want to do that. That's boring. There's a ton of products. You should buy them all, right? There's products that will teach that stuff. But then I also didn't, you know, people know me as this wild, funny, wacky guy, and I don't want to get all serious, and I don't want to go get all depressing, and I don't want people taking their life over this podcast because they're so depressed listening to it. Like, I was joking with it at, towards the end of last year, calling it like the, you know, the Suicide Watch podcast by Tim Castleman, because I'm sure I had several friends that were like, you know, checking iTunes on Monday and be like, nope, new podcast, must still be alive, Right. And the final reason was it's really hard, right? You know, it, to for me, consistency is very difficult. To do the same thing over and over and over, I've just never really been that great at it, okay? I don't go to bed at the same time. I don't get up at the same time. I don't do the same thing every day. I'm not meant to do that. So for me to have to get up every Monday, do a, a podcast, it really kind of set the week off wrong, and it made me more reactionary than proactive. So I am behind the scenes doing things a little differently now, okay? Oh, yeah, and then on top of that, trying to finish out an amazing 2014 and dealing with a, st- a ton, a, just a metric shit ton of staff issues, which I'm proud to report I'm still dealing with to this day, right? Um, so good times, and I'm sure as the drinks kick in here, I'll, I'll be more than happy to talk about that in just a moment. So so that's where I've been. So here's where I am now. I told you that I'm going to make some changes in the background. What I'm going to do, okay, is I'm going to start what, uh, batching my podcast. What I mean by that is I'm going to try and pick a day, a month, where I can record a few podcasts at a time instead of trying to do it weekly. Hopefully, by doing that, I'll build up a little bit of a kitty uh, of podcast, okay? Uh, not the other kitty, right? Never want to build that up. Just want to release that at all times, okay? Um, but my, my goal is to have four or five podcasts waiting and basically being able to do that so that one, it doesn't make me a slave to this podcast. And two, it allows me to live, right? Because week to week, you know, it's kind of like your hair, right? You may notice very little change week to week. But if you took a photo today, let your hair grow for eight weeks and took another photo, it would be a dramatic difference. So it'll give me some time to record my thoughts and focus and concentrate and give you guys 110% for several episodes in a row. But it'll also give me time to go live, right? To continue my journey uh, through, you know, self-improvement to improve the business, to work on stuff, so that I can give you an insider look in my business. And really, that's what I'm going to do here. So if this is your first time listening to the Two Drink Tim podcast, welcome. If you're back because you're a familiar friend, welcome. Let me tell you what I have in store for you. Okay, I've decided that I'm going to continue being open and vulnerable. And if it bites me in the ass, it bites me in the ass. But I'm going to share the good, the bad, the ugly with my simple little business. And you're going to you're going to hear that term a ton because really, as I thought about what I want more than anything in my life, okay, is a business that produces you know a large sum of money. But more than that, I want a simple 
lucrative and fun business, okay? And really what I want is a simple little business. I've got my friend Ben Atkins, okay? This is a free plug for Ben. Maybe I should charge him, right? If you're looking to build a big business with several employees, you know, and you want to take over the world and you want to dominate software or you want to become a big provider or you want to, you know, take on the giants of the industry and be one of them and do it in a systematic, proven way, he is the man to do it. If you're looking for a large staff, okay, like Rich Sheffern apparently is really good. I've never personally worked with, with Rich. I have personally worked with Ben, and I, I've seen it firsthand. I mean, the guy was, you know, uh, a newbie when I was already experienced, and this guy's, you know, 10x'd what I've accomplished. And you don't do that without a serious plan, game plan, a serious commitment, serious staff, serious, 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 everything, right? So if you're looking for that type of business, go find my buddy Ben Atkins, okay? If he's still accepting clients, whatever he charges, pay him, all right? A little free, free plug for him, all right? But then there's me, okay? There's the guy who doesn't want to get up by an alarm clock, that doesn't want to have to have staff meetings, that doesn't want to have to have an HR department, that doesn't want to have to have the complication and stress, okay? That at 2 o'clock in the morning, if you see me up and surfing online, there's a good chance that I'm probably enjoying myself and watching Netflix or talking to my good buddy Colin, right, who wants to live a life, not just to build a business, okay? I'm not trying to build a legacy business or a hundred year business. I'm trying to build something that will change my family situation forever, my family tree forever, but I want to do it in a simple, non-complex way where I can still enjoy my life and have some freedom because as we all know, we get older and older and older. And if all I'm going to focus on is work, it's like I can make money doing anything, but now's the time where I want to start experiencing things more. I want to travel more. I want to go to shows. I want to stock bands. I want to do all that fun stuff. So if you want to catch an insider's uh, view of that, this is the podcast for you. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, okay, which means sometimes I'm going to tell you stuff that may make you think less of me as a human being or as a quote-unquote guru. But you know what? It's real shit that I'm going through, right? I may talk about stuff that may get me in trouble with joint venture and affiliate partners and even employees and, you know, maybe friends and family. I hope not, and I'm sorry if I offend, and I hope you give me the chance to fix it, you know, or at least explain it, but I can't pull punches, and I can't do anything else than just be raw and and try to connect with you guys and share with you the, the story, okay, uh, and the struggles and the triumphs and the happiness and all that stuff. So that's where I'm at. So we're going to try this again. We're going to start, uh, you know, by a batching podcast. I want to start getting back to creating regular content once a week. You know, we'll keep doing it for about 30 minutes, and we're going to see how it goes. If it becomes too big of a drag, maybe we'll go bi-weekly. Who, who knows what the future is in store? But I want you to know I'm back. I'm refreshed. I've had a lot of time to talk and, uh, with people. And i got to be honest with you, I was really surprised, okay? I was really surprised the impact this podcast was making with people I had no clue were listening to it, all right? Uh, and I didn't know. I mean, that's, that's one of the things. I'll just tell you, okay? Uh, one thing my ego feeds on is positive feedback. So when people comment about the podcast or, or you know, hit me up and say this or that about it, it keeps me going and it keeps me motivated. It's like every positive compliment is a, a, a log on the fire that stokes the flame higher that keeps me going. 
Okay, but if I don't get any compliments or I don't get any comments or I don't get anything or it seems to be ignored or I'm doing something for nothing, it's like, well, man, especially when you don't have a reason why to do it. You're not really sure why and it's, you know, it's impacting other areas of your life. That's how you, that's how you quit something, right? That's how you give something up. So I, I'm grateful for the feedback. I want the positive feedback to continue. I want you to reach out. I want you to let me know that this is making a difference, okay? And I want you to let me know what you like and what you don't like about the podcast. Uh, I'm totally down for constructive criticism, but but just keep it going, and I promise I'll keep it going uh, as well. And even though I, I suck at consistency, I'm really, 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 really going to work hard for that because I have a lot to share. Okay, I have a lot to share. Like, I want to share how I had my best year ever with you guys, and I'm still ridiculously pissed off about it. Okay, I want to share that with you, and I will uh, probably share that with you in a future episode. So, what do I want to talk about today? Uh, on my little note card here, this is all I have written, ladies and gentlemen. You can hear it right there. Here we go. It says, and I quote, <clears throat> "Fuck January." There you go. Two words. Fuck January. So I'm recording this uh, at the beginning um, of February, um, and it's actually like the second week in February, and things are remarkably better. So I want to let you know there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But I want to share with you where I really fucked things up at the end of 2014 and how I allowed it to, to really start 2015 out with a handicap. Okay? Just understand that that's, this is part of me sharing and telling you, like, hey, I, I kind of fucked some stuff up, and here's what really screwed stuff up. So before I tell you about January, let's talk about December and really November. Um, so we have a product called the 8-Hour Bestseller, soon to be an Amazon Kindle book, hint, hint, that's launching soon, right? Got to put that on the bestseller list, hopefully, and do our job. So here's the deal. Um, we have the... Um, Eight-hour bestseller launch. It's a product launch. I do this thing. It's a case study, all right, where they basically see me create the book, which I have now created and getting ready to launch. There's just one problem with that. I get paid up front for that, and then I have to commit to doing the work. And, of course, the work, it takes twice as long or three times as long as you think it's going to take, and uh, it's more complicated, and, 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 and. So what it does is it obligates me for the majority of 2014, the end of it, and the, the entire month of 2015 of January, right? It's a month of January in the year of 2015. Hello, rum, right? So what it does is it obligates that. Plus, I have the holidays, you know, because you remember Christmas and New Year's? Remember how we shut down for those? It seems like, you know, a decade ago, but we actually did. Yeah, well, I didn't get to do that because I still had to be working on this project and that project. So I just totally fucked up the end of 2014. I got zero rest, which means I'm exhausted, right, in February. I'm already like, okay, is it December yet? Can I get a nap in? Can I take a nappy? A nappy would be awesome. So... I, I fucked that up, okay? We have this big launch. It does tremendously well. We sell close to 1,000 units. We're maybe over 1,000 front-end units now. You know, that's good for me and my niche, and I'm happy with it. But now I'm committed to doing uh, the case study, which, of course, needs to be done because that's how you build a reputation and stuff like that. So we do it, and it, it takes up writing the book takes up longer because normally my books are 8,000 words. These are 20,000 words. So this book is almost, okay, almost three times the normal size. And on top of that, I'm trying this new time management system uh, that my mentor suggests where basically I structure my days in certain ways. So I do creative stuff twice a week. I do business stuff three times a week uh, to four times a week. And I try to take one day off where I don't do anything where most of the time I'm pretty good about it. Not always, but most of the time. 
So I've got all of this stuff happening internally as well. So we're trying to adjust to a new time management system. We've got this launch that just finished that we have work to do and I'm not getting any rest. And more than that, I didn't I didn't have a plan for 2015, okay? I didn't have a solid, concrete plan. See, I thought, foolishly, well, I'll just do it in December when it's a down month, and then we'll come up with the plan in time for the new year, in time for, you know, 2015, and we'll be good. The problem was, December was crazy busy. Uh, Problem number two is the plan did not come, right? It didn't just magically appear. Despite hiring mentors and going to talk to people, bits and pieces started to appear over time. But the biggest lesson I learned was the plan that you want to have for the future year. So like this year, okay, in 2015, I will have my blueprint for 2016 done by the end of uh, by the end of November. I'll know what I'm going to do because what December really needs to be is a positioning month so that when January happens, your crew is refreshed, you're refreshed, you have a plan going forward and you attack the ground running. In January, none of that happened. We were stagnant. We were still, okay? We just would not and could not get going because we had these anchors holding us back from the past that we needed to get done. And because of that, when you have all the shit that you have to do, it just creates a tremendous pressure and stress on you, and it just creates roadblocks. And, you know, I had the stress of trying to record the podcast, just, you know, trying to do all this stuff on top of all the New Year's stuff of like, well, I want to, you know, maybe eat one less cheeseburger a night. I want to, you know, maybe see what this thing called a treadmill is. You know, I want to have a better this or a better that. So that's just all of that stuff happened in January. So we just got off to a bad start. And because we got off a bad start in December, it affected us in January. And typically with self-employment, like you may have a bad week this week. You don't even realize it. You're like, whatever, I got money coming in. And then six months down the road, you're like, why the hell are things so crazy slow right now? And you're like, oh, remember that week you took off? Yeah, that was it. All right. So... January comes, right? We we assemble the staff. I got Paula, uh, and then I have a uh, full-time uh, VA uh, who uh, I will not name, um, to be gracious. Uh, at the time, at the beginning of the month, okay? I'm excited. It's the beginning of the month. We got to try and figure out this stuff. But I got all these albatrosses or albatrosses or whatever the fancy fucking word means for anchors and th- around my throat, and they're like suffocating me. So. I get my ass to work. I start working on these creative days. We bang out the book. It's three times as long, but at the end of it, bam, we get the anchor off. The book is done. It's ready. We're going to be launching it shortly. already told you that. We also start working on the blueprint for Kindle because I've discovered, okay, the, what I feel like is the best system for success when it comes to Kindle and really making money online. So... I put that together, and we launched that in January, which does great, but that's another hurdle that we have to come. So at the end of January, we're done. Book is done. Launch is done. Launch does tremendously well. does almost as good as the 8-hour bestseller. Pretty comparable numbers. I'll have to do that. Okay? But I'm exhausted. I've got the hangover from 2014. Okay, I've got the book done. The launches are done. By the way, we did a Honey Honey fundraiser, right? Raised $1,800 for those mofos. They were so impressed, they actually stopped recording the new album to call us uh, and thank us. So if you donated to that and are just now hearing about it, we raised 1800 bucks. Thanks so much uh, for doing that, okay? So then we get to January, we we go through all this stuff, right? And we're, we're just about to cr- crest, right? We're, we're about to crest. I can feel it, okay? And I ask 
primary number one unnamed assistant, I go, hey, you know, talk to me. Tell me what's going on. Like, you know, you've been with the company now two months. How many hours on average are you working? By the way, they were hired to work full time. And, you know, they come back, they say, I will work in 20, 25 hours a week. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then I make an extremely difficult decision, okay? And here was the decision that I made. You see, last year while I was kicking ass and taking names, yeah, the person that was doing double that was Paula, my wonderful full-time assistant who partially through the year went part-time. And here's why she did it. She started a very, very lucrative side business selling uh, you know, products online that did probably more in revenue um, than we did last year. Okay, So I want you to imagine that. I want you to imagine the assistant having a part-time gig that's making more money than the CFO or, or the business in general. Yet she still stuck on with me because she was loyal and appreciated everything I'd done for her, as I did with her. But the, the bottom line is, okay, uh, and I just say this from experience, like you can't be half pregnant, okay? Part-time employees are awesome in certain jobs and situations for what I need and how demanding I am. I need someone that's fully committed to the business and, frankly, needs the business to eat and survive. That's what I need. And Paula wasn't that anymore. Not because she's bad, she's not, not because there were any falling out. There's nothing wrong with her. She just started a side business that's so successful, she needs to go do that because what happens is she's spending part of her time on my business, part of her time on her business, and because of that, her business isn't growing like it should, and my business isn't growing. So I come to the crazy, tough, emotional decision like, hey, you know what, Paula, it's time to start transitioning out of the company. We have another assistant that, you know, appears to be adequate in the job, and I think we'll we'll do a great job, and, you know, is showing initiative and and drive and different things like that. Um, so let's go ahead and, and start transitioning you out of the company. Now think about this for a second. I've had this full-time VA, right, Paula. You know, I've had her uh, working for me exclusively, I think, since 2012. But I think we started working maybe it was 2011. I, you know, we've worked together for a long time, and Paula has been there. Uh, a ton like you know I will say publicly and I have said publicly that without Paula Steen there would be no Castleman Consulting LLC especially after the business partnership for the first couple months yeah yeah she kept the business going for sure you know and I'm not even uh, afraid to admit that you know without her there may not have been a Tim Castleman anymore because I may just have been like yeah I'm done you know I'm good I had a good run time to check out maybe you know get reincarnated as a fly so I do all this. I have this huge emotional, um, you know, and and for people that, you know, don't understand it, that's fine. But for me, it's crazy emotional. Paul is like the first full-time employee uh, that I've had. And to let someone go, not because they're not doing a great job, but because you want better for them and you want better for your business, is extremely tough and emotional. So I get over that, right? I, I just... You know, I mean, it gets so bad, like I, I have to take the rest of them. It's like, okay, great. And, and I didn't understand this as an employee, so I don't expect employees to understand it, but I will tell you, being an employee and employer, that shit's no fun as an employer. You know, I'm not Donald Trump like you're fired. Like, I, that shit just does nothing for me, right? Right? So for me, for me, it was extremely emotional, tough, but it was the right decision. 
So we do that. I announce it to the company. I announce it to the VA, the other VA that we had working with us at the time. Get excited, and then we have our first full week. And this is right before everything's about to get finished, right? All these anchors are about to get taken off from around my fucking neck. I'm just so excited because the light is at the end of the tunnel. And then, of course, the shit hits the fan, right? So a week before my launch... Uh, and a week uh, or no, two weeks now before the book is due, I get uh, a Skype in the middle of the day uh, on a Sunday basically saying, hey, Tim, listen, uh, this isn't working out for me. Um, I know that we had an agreement, a signed agreement on the price, but I want an immediate $9,000 pay raise. Um, or if not, I- I'm going to have to leave because I basically, even though I've agreed to do this job at a certain contracted price, I priced myself too low or I didn't see the value of it, right? And because of that, I want $9,000 more. Now, here's the crazy thing about this, okay? This person... Uh, who's no longer with the company, by the way. I mean, that was yeah. We we had a going we had a going away uh, party that day, like within the hour. Um, so this person was still in their probationary period. Okay, was getting paid more money than I'd paid anybody uh, previously, including Paula, who had single-handedly saved my business, right? And was still in their probationary period when they asked for this additional raise. Here's the other fucked up thing. January is probably one of our worst financial months. Now, we, we salvaged it at the end, but f- as far as sales going into like the last two weeks of January, we were running like a nonprofit. Uh, according to uh, all of my, uh, you know, all of my banks and what have you. So for me, right, it was a terrible time. I had just made a commitment to this full time, this VA full time. They were going to work a full 40 hours for the 40 hours they've been getting paid since day one. Uh, I was going to let a great person go, and then a week into this this deal, um, it's no longer good enough for this for this employee, right? Who, by the way, you know, has a ton of of things going on, and I really want to talk about that in a different podcast um, about why you don't want to hire certain types of people. I, I don't know the right way to say it, okay? I don't want to say why well, you don't want to hire broke people, desperate people. You just There are certain people you don't want to hire, and I'll explain to you the lessons I learned in a different podcast because it was fucking huge, and I learned a lot of stuff from that. Um, but this all happened. So then I got to go back to Paula and go, hey, remember how we were about to have a going away party? Yeah, well, good news is I still need you, okay? Um, and again, I'll, I'll cover all that stuff more in a detail, but... I just I, I want to share this stuff with you so you don't get the misinterpretation uh, that everything is fucking amazing and it's always gravy and there's no problems and, and there's no issues. Because on top of all that, oh, by the way, right, I still have to make money to provide for families. I still have to be learning and improving myself, okay? And above all of it, I've got to push on despite all the bullshit, right? I've got to push on despite all of the freaking bullshit. So how did I do it? Well, one thing I like to do, okay, is just kind of make lists. Uh, that helps kind of doing it. But the other thing, and I actually uh, heard Russ Rafino say this, and I hadn't heard it articulated quite so eloquently, so I'll give him credit. But basically, he changed the way. And actually, Ben is really good at this, too, now I think about it. Right? We all look at problems, and we all are like, fuck, there's a problem. Damn it, I can't believe it. Shut, this sucks. This is terrible. This is X, this is Y, this is Z, and it incapacitates us. But what if you just said, okay, this is a problem. We're going to solve it, fix it, and then we're going to get another problem. So what I mean by that is you've got to have a realistic expectation. Life is going to throw you problems, okay? 
a year ago when I hired my my second employee to help Paula. Fun, funny how all of them except Paula um, are gone, isn't it? Strange. Uh, which shows you that you know I think I've hired three other people besides Paula, so I'm, I'm batting 25% uh, right now success ratio. Um, but you know every Every time I've had to let an employee go or fire them or reassign them or whatever, it gets easier and easier to do just because I'm used to it. It's no longer shocking, okay? It's no longer um, terrible. It's no longer emotionally crippling or devastating. Or it's, it's, just, it's one of those things you're just like, eh, I've been here before. I've dealt with it. I know exactly how it is and what it is that I want to do with it. So that's one thing, is to change your perspective. So instead of expecting everything to go perfect, just realize that mistakes are going to come up and just adjust to them and use them as an opportunity, right? If you're like, oh, okay, well, I knew a mistake was going to come up, so now I'm going to answer the bell and I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to just do what I need to do. Then you're good to go, and I think that's great, and I think that's exactly how you should do it. The other thing is, right, you should not have a bottleneck in your business. You should not have one person. All right, so I'll let the cat out of the bag. One of the things I did when we replaced assistant uh, number two was I went to an agency. All right, I'm still testing them. I'm not at all ready to give them my seal of approval, um, let alone free advertising here, but I went to an agency model. So now I got 22 people working for me instead of one. So when the one person decides that they want to, you know, try and strong arm you and let the inmates run the asylum and, you know, tell you why you have to pay them more, they get fired, and the 19 other people there still do the work. And to me, that's the best uh, solution that I have w- right now for what I'm working on and, and my direction that I'm going. And the other thing is, you know, when all the shit was going on, right, when we had this fun, Honey Honey fundraiser, which was awesome for them but terrible for us because, you know, it took money out of our mouths, which is not a big deal, but when you're trying to finish strong, um, that's a big deal. You know, you got the launch. You got When all that stuff is going wrong, I think it's also important to take a moment and stop and look at what you've accomplished. You know, because while I may not have done everything I wanted to do on my bucket list or to-do list for January, I got a lot of it accomplished. And because I got a lot of it accomplished, right, because I got a lot of accomplishment, I can still be proud of my achievement. So one of the ways that I try to do that, okay, and I'm not going to get all woo-woo, all right? I'm not changing my name to fucking Sunflower Moonbeam or any bullshit like that. This just helps when you're having a shitty thing. It's like once a week, sit down and write down the positive things that are happening or that happened the last week. Because as entrepreneurs, we're always next, next, next. We never take a chance to stop back and go, man, what is it that we're proud of? What is it that we're excited about? What is it that we've accomplished? You know? I'm all excited because we're about to have our third best-selling book on Amazon, hopefully, if everything goes right, which it should. That's awesome to be excited about. But you know what else I should be equally excited about? The fact that I made two of them bestsellers. Okay? I just did a a survey to my list, and here I was thinking my, you know, my four figures a month on Amazon wasn't enough. And and there are people that, you know, have bought my entire collection of products and still have yet to make a dollar online, which we'll cover on another episode and all that great stuff. But you have to keep going and you have to really find your reasons why. And you also can use it as opportunities to change. So I basically hired four people this in the past, you know, 36 months. I fired three of them inside of uh, six months. Um, and I just decided I was tired of the one-off because when you hire one person and you train one person and you fire or they quit, then you lose everybody. But if you hire an agency, you know, yes, it has its own traumas and issues, but the bigger thing is I now have a bunch of people working for me instead of one. I also means I can get a lot more people to do the same amount of work, okay, at the same time, meaning 
you know, if I have ten tasks, it used to be I got to do one, two, three, four. Now it's like, okay, we have ten tasks and twenty people. Give one task to each person. They knock it out. Bam, it's done. It's it's over. You're good to go. So again, once I decide that that's good and worthy of talking more about, I definitely will. The main thing I wanted to do was just get back on the mic, say, happy 2015, bitches. All right? I, I'm glad to be back. I'm happy to be here. I got lots to share. More Two Drink Tim podcast episodes will be on the way. I'll be talking more about how I'm hiring and firing people. I'll be talking to you more about my plans for 2015. I'll be sharing with you my successes. I'll definitely be sharing you uh, my struggles. And more importantly, I'm not going to change a fucking thing. I'm just going to do what I want to do and say what I want to say. The chips will fall where they may, and you will have a bird's eye view of everything. So with that, I greatly appreciate your time and attention. Welcome back for you. Welcome back for me, and I look forward to doing it again very, very soon. Come on, come on. Must be used to-